Welcome to another episode, episode 70, in fact, of Re-Educating Dad, the cross-generational talk show where my daughter, Little Tone, and I get to re-educate one another from opposite ends of the generational spectrum. I'm your co-host, Big Tone, and here's my opposite number and daughter, Little Tone. What's up, Little Tone? All good, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Can you say that as though you mean it? I'm a little bit under the weather from the booster vaccine, yeah. but I'm um, but I'm pretty much all good. Yeah, Thank well, we, we'll be gentle on you then, you know, like usual. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, today we have a very special treat for you, dear listener, because our special contributor, American Tracy, is back in the house. How are you doing, Tracy? I'm doing pretty fabulous right now. No, that's what I like to hear. Fabulous. That's great. Um, and you, those of us, those of you who are regular listeners to the show will remember, uh, you know, it's always good to have an American on board when you're discussing American issues. And uh, you may <laughs> remember that um, we had the benefit of Tracy's input. We call her American Tracy because in the family, we also have the Little Tone's big sister, who is a Tracy. Uh, So we had the benefit of American Tracy's input when she was deliberating on the election and whether she was going to uh, vote for Trump or whether she was going to vote for Biden. In the end, she opted for Biden, which came as a bit of a surprise to us. Uh, So if there's time at the end of the show, we might ask her how she's feeling about that now. Anyway, the topic today, the thing that we want to talk about today is an American matter. It's an American trial that has just concluded, and it was a suggestion by Little Tone that we should discuss it. So why don't we let you, Little Tone, queue up this subject, because our UK audience, our American audience are probably going to be very familiar with it, but our UK audience perhaps not so much. I'm not sure that I can introduce this without any kind of bias but basically <clears throat> what's his name Rittenhouse yes Rittenberg. Kyle Kyle Rittenhouse Kyle Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse and don't worry about any bias because we, we Tra- Tracy and That's I will we're just Tracy and on- I will balance it okay <laughs> I've got stupid I've got two dogs making silly noises this then well, <laughs> I'm outnumbered by four-legged friends on this particular episode. (laughs) I just had to secure my whippets. 101 Dalmatians. Um, So we're talking about Rittenhouse's case uh, regarding um, shooting three people uh, in America during um, the BLM protests. Um, Came into a state that he didn't live in with a gun that wasn't his own killed two people and uh, injured a third and it's uh, the case has been about whether <clears throat> he's guilty or not i guess and the verdict of the case is that he was found not guilty so that's what we're talking about <laughs> and why did you want to talk about this subject um because it's upsetting a lot of people understandably you know that is a horrible sound that you're making red you stop <laughs> very high pitched um, because uh, people are put in jail for less. You know, you've got some <clears throat> young person of colour who's been... Uh-oh. 
Lost her. We've lost little tone. So while we get her back, what, what, what would you say about the trial from the American perspective, Tracy? Okay, just going to make some small clarifications. Yes. Um, this was not quite during the BML riots, but it was around that time last, last summer. I said and protests, not riots, just to, say, just to clarify. Okay. Protests, <laughs> not riots. Well, the BML were protests. This was, a, this was a full-on riot. What happened was there was an altercation with a gentleman named, named um, Jacob Blake. He stopped, in his, in his view, he stopped to help two women in a domestic violence situation. He was there with his three kids. It escalated. Um, between him and the police, and he had a knife on the floorboards of his car. He was shot six times in the back as he tried to leave in front of his three kids and became paralyzed. That upset the people of Kenosha, Wisconsin. And they came out in force to demonstrate against police brutality, um, Jacob Blake was black, shot by a white officer. Carl Rittenhouse came and became involved in the, I call them riots, Tony wants to call them protesters, um, and sensibly to keep uh, property damage to a minimum. And he ran into several altercations with other demonstrators and ended up shooting and killing two and injuring one gravely. Um, um, and so that's kind of where the trial was, was Carl Rittenhouse allowed to be doing what he was allowed to be doing. Um, I will say he was 17 at the time and he was carrying an AR-15 assault rifle. Um, those are some big trigger points. So that, that's sort of the background of where the case was. And we watched the trial at length. Sure. Was um, I, I, see, I saw a little summary here from uh, CA, CNN, which I'll just quickly read. Uh, the trial came down to two dueling narratives. The prosecutors uh, said that Rittenhouse was a vigilante with an AR-15 style weapon who went looking for trouble. On the defense side, Rittenhouse was a sobbing teenager who testified that he found himself under attack and in those lightning fast moments made a reasonable decision to protect himself. So that in, I think that's actually a really good short summary of, of where it is. I, all, I take an interest in trials in America and also in the UK, I when I heard all the um, talk about this, I wanted to get, in, I wanted to find out what went on. The only way of finding out what goes on at any trial is to actually listen to the evidence, um, and I've done that. And it seemed it seems very very clear to me that the jury came to the right decision. Um, that it also is very, very clear to me um, that the prosecution got up to some pretty nasty stuff. Um, they, they, and in fact, their, their case really was in trouble from the start. I mean, they made 
they made uh, the prosecutor made opening statements that were that was that was littered with untruths um and he was effectively found out as the as, as often happens with trials as as the the evidence unfolded and I, I really liked the defense lawyer he's been portrayed to me recently as somebody who got got him got got written house off through some sort of clever lawyering that's not the case at all he's he struck me as a very sincere man um and he believed in his client and i think he was right to believe in his client unfortunately th this whole trial was seen as part of a whole overall kind of cause and Rittenhouse, even by the President of the United States, in a, in a very, very foolish statement after the trial, he is portrayed as a white supremacist. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. He's actually a supporter of Black Lives, Lives Matters. He's a 17-year-old, as, as American Tracy has said. He, he was a 17-year-old at the time of this um, incident. And obviously, you know, he's a 17-year-old, so you can't expect him to be perfect. Uh, but, you know, I think it's misguided to to get involved with you know carrying an AR-15. But this is this is a very different culture to the UK. Guns, are, you know, where where you live, Tracy. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's legal to actually carry a sidearm openly in in Arizona. Arizona, uh, yes, Arizona is open carry open carry state. Yes, and came from California, retired in Arizona, so. Uh, the, the day after I got here, I ended up needing some medication. I ended up just visiting the local hospital and a gentleman came in walking with a sidearm on his hip. And of course, in California, you scream, call SWAT when that happens. <laughs> well, but he sauntered down the middle of the aisle and nobody blinked an eye in Arizona. It was uh, pretty strange. Some, sometimes you go into a supermarket, don't you? And there's a, there's a, there's a, like a traffic sign which 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 show which has a sort of showing that you can't come in with your sidearm. Yes. <laughs> so I always remember that, that used to make me smile when I was there. But anyway, that's that that's my view. I don't think uh, you know. I understand the whole cause, and I can understand why people rush to judgment. You know that this is a simple case of somebody acting as a vigilante. I don't think that was the case at all. I think he was very believable. Um, he most you know, generally, when people have a sus suspect case, they do not take the stand, right? Um, no, crazy. They do not take the stand. He took the stand. He subjected himself to cross examination. I think he made the prosecutor look like a bit of an idiot, um, and uh, so I think justice was done in this case. Um, so that that's my view, having actually watched the trial. But Littletone doesn't agree. Well, I'm sure. No, I'm, I don't agree. I, I have lots of questions. I mean, I haven't followed the case. <clears throat> I've tried. I've tried to follow the case, but I haven't followed it in the same detail that you both have. But I think that yes, he. I can forgive him for being a dumb seventeen-year-old. He's actually eighteen now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. still, the dumbest seventeen-year-olds that I've met haven't picked up a gun and travelled to an area outside of their own state to protect property that's not even theirs. I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous to think that someone would, would not be making that journey with a weapon, not with the intention of hurting people. Of course he was going to run into an altercation. He literally put himself in a volatile situation with a murder weapon. Was he, well, first of all, let's just deal with a couple of those points. Was he Tracy from out of state? I, no. I thought, I thought <laughs> yeah. he lived in Kenosha. 
he was from out of state. Um, he lived in the neighboring state of Illinois. However, his father lived in Kenosha. So it was his neighborhood. Um, his mother, which is the other question, was like, where was his mother? She drove him. She drove him to Kenosha. There has been some question about whether or not he was actually invited um, by the owner of the car dealership whose cars were sustaining property damage from the demonstrators. <laughs> well, as, as I understand it, he was part of a number of people who were invited to protect property. Yes, um, and he and from them and, uh, and you know if you, if, you, if you put yourself first of all he seems to be very from from the evidence that I listened to he seemed to be very interested in administering um, uh, medical help to people who were hurt um, part of it, but except, also had a massive weapon with him uh, yeah. yeah I'll also point out he had no medical training he was a lifeguard was yes. not yeah. EMA I um, mean emergency services no he didn't have any nursing training no uh, did he have anything. any plasters uh, with him <laughs> did he have any plasters to cut yes. you know patch up some cuts yes he did he carried a medical bag with him uh, he wants so, to be so, so look at that contradiction so in one hand he's carrying a weapon that harms people and in the other hand he's got his scout boy kit with him well let me you remind know? you of something that you said on an episode little tone not long uh -huh. ago, you when you confessed that you carried a knife because you felt scared. Yeah, and I was a stupid teenager. Yeah, but that, yeah, but he, he was also a stupid teenager. Hang on, hang on, yeah. hang on. I carried one because the odds were hugely stacked against me as a woman walking home alone, and it's we've you know we've got proof that there isn't the protection for women walking home, and yes, it was a dumb teenager thing to do, but I didn't deliberately put myself in a volatile situation saying that I was defending property that wasn't mine. Well, you, you, clearly, you clearly don't believe that he was defending uh, property, but the fact of the matter is you, by your own admission, you haven't listened to the evidence and it's the evidence that decides whether somebody is guilty or innocent. And yeah, but we're not talking about a handgun. You, we're talking about a rifle. I don't know how. Well, I'm, I'm going to come to the rifle. I don't. I don't know how you can make a judgment on the one hand, but on the other hand, say, "Well, I haven't listened to the evidence." That seems to me to be an un. Well, I'm really sorry, but I've got a really intense job at the moment where I'm doing charity work. Well, no, you Which might have very good reasons. That's you, studying up on this case or doing my, my Yes, job. well, then I put it to you that it would be a good idea to say, well, actually, I haven't listened to the evidence and maybe I should do before I make a final judgment on this. Because, because for me, it's very black and white. I don't agree with, <clears throat> I don't agree with guns at all in no, any well, that, way. Well, that's a different issue and we can talk about that now. Uh, so let's just deal with this specific point of him carrying the rifle. What do you think about that? American Tracy bring, bringing it back to his was it his dad's rifle that he was bringing home. <laughs> let's just let's just hear what American Tracy has got to say about him going with an AR-15 style weapon. Actually, I am pro gun carrying as a stance. However, my exception would be to the gun that Rittenhouse was carrying, which was an AR-15. That's not used for uh, for home safety 
that's for home protection. That's not used for hunting or gaming or duck hunting of any sort. There is only one reason to have an AR-15, and that is to kill people. So if any gun, if I was going to support any gun control, it would have to be, I don't think people deserve to be walking around with AR-15s. So I'm a, con- I'm a contradiction there. Well, so, so yes, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I think it's bonkers to be, <laughs> to allow people to carry that, you know, in a sort of an assault rifle kind of weapon. However, he wasn't breaking the law. Um, th- th- that, that aspect of it was thrown out. Um, and w- we have to obviously look at this in, through the lens of the, of the, the statute that governs all this. But, but I do have some sympathy for the fact that it was a riot. You can't call, the, oh, hello, Bishka. Dogs everywhere. <laughs> for goodness sake, people. This He's is just supposed jealous. to be a professional broadcast. And there's dogs everywhere. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so, uh, trying to find get, find my way back to my train of thought. Sorry, I'm gonna, but, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in here again. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Here's here's our biggest problem. There was a lot of drone footage showing what was going on. Yes. And there were people just randomly out there causing discre- dis- destruction. They weren't out there to join a, a protest in, in support of BLM or of Jacob, Jacob Blake, which was, or per police brutality. They were out there because it was fun. They were out there trashing windows, etc. The problem you have is the visual, which on one hand, you have a young kid out there carrying an enormous weapon in a place he probably should not have been doing things he shouldn't be doing and injured and killed, killed two people and and injured a third. So you have this moral dilemma of what the heck's going on and where was his mother and why was this kid out here running around doing that, which is little tone's position the visuals are horrific right now you have a big tone on the other hand saying yes the visuals look bad however we're going to you in a court of law in a trial you have to follow what what the laws are of that particular state and the federal laws and the laws say he had not done anything wrong and so you ha- that's where the dichotomy comes into. And even people like me who f- feel that there should not be gun control except for the AR-15s um, still feel that, yes, he may not have done something wrong, but two people are dead and one tragically injured. And it just seems there should be a moral aspect to this of why did he not even get a slap on the wrist? Something should have been charged with something instead of getting off scot-free. And that's why the trial is so, is so polarizing because you have these awful visuals and circuit set of circumstances of what went down. But on the other hand, 
following the letter of the law, he didn't do anything wrong. Yes, I mean, the, the, the only thing I would say about, first of all, you, the bit that I was forgetting is that I was going to say that these were, these were, these were riots. I mean, the, the reason I know that is because I saw the video footage that was actually played in the court, and it's quite clear. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, I believe him that he shot only as a last resort and only because he was under, his life was under threat. Had he not shot, I mean, the first man particularly was a very unpleasant man. I can't remember his name. You may remember, but a very unpleasant man. It comes out in the in the footage very clearly. There was an attempt to there was an attempt to kill him. I mean, his his life, I believe, from the evidence, was clearly under imminent threat. And I would go one step further. Okay. His name was Joseph Rosenbaum. <laughs> He, yeah. he was an unpleasant individual. Mm. He was a convicted pedophile. Um, it's really hard not to cheer when a pedophile gets shot because it's just a disgusting crime. Mm. And he had just, but I believe he was mentally ill. He had just come out of the hospital after a suicide attempt. He was bipolar. He still had his bag from the hospital which contained his toothbrush, a hairbrush, and his, his, his hospital papers when he came across Rittenhouse. He may have even gone after Rittenhouse as a way to commit suicide. Shoot oh, I hadn't me. Thought of that. And that's what he was screaming, mm -hmm. shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. So, Interesting. so Rosenbaum provoked Rittenhouse Rittenhouse tried to run away and Rosenbaum followed him, throwing his little plastic hospital baggie at him. Mm -hmm. And Rittenhouse fell down and he was still coming. And Rittenhouse was afraid he was going to, his gar gun was going to get wrestled away from him and be used on him. And therefore he shot. So that was what happened to Joseph Rosenbaum. A, a, a really unsavory character. Yes. Which, then he ran. And what happened was at that point, things were so chaotic, the other people around thought he was an active shooter and they began to chase. So the second guy that he was chasing, whose name was, I wrote it down, Anthony Huber, attacked him with his skateboard. Picked him up. That's a weapon that mm. you ever been smacked upside of the head with a skateboard. It, it, it's a weapon. So mm. he got shot. Um, hard to, hard to, to not understand at that point, how chaotic the situation was and the situation that this young 17 year old, a bet whether he should have been there or not. It's another whole issue found himself in. The third guy, whose name, last name I can't pronounce, but first name was Gage, was actually a paramedic. Mm. And he was carrying a Glock. They said pistol. Oh, yes, yes. No, yes. that a, yeah. a Glock yeah. is considered a pistol. It's a pretty hefty gun. Yeah. Right? I've shot them. I've shot them here. Um, <laughs> my son, my son owns guns. And he admitted on stand that Rittenhouse did not shoot him 
his Glock was pointed in a low ready position at pointing at the ground and Rittenhouse did not shoot him until he brought his Glock up and pointed it at him, in which case he got shot and blew off a big chunk of his arm. So there were a lot of circumstances that made this trial flip towards Rittenhouse. Yes. Uh, well, I would say it was a slam dunk from the beginning, but, but uh, you've, you've, you've summarized that all very, very well now. Uh, since it was your um, subject, before I move on to something much lighter, Little Tone, do you, ha do you have a couple of sentences to say to, f to round that off? <clears throat> well, just to say that I um, think he deliberately put himself in a volatile situation with a murder weapon. And that I think regardless of whether the people were bad people that he was shooting, it's not his responsibility to take someone's life. Um, I think that he probably acted out of being a dumb teenager and... Um, you know, I can understand how teenagers get into situations like that and make bad choices, but he literally hasn't paid any kind of price for taking two human lives. And I think it's pretty ludicrous, regardless of what the circumstances are, that, he, you know, there isn't some kind of like accidental homicide or, you know, you know, banned from ever carrying a firearm, having to do community duty, anything. Yeah, well, I, I think that's a good, I think that's a nice balance. So let's move on. Uh, we said um, at the, um, the beginning, we did allude to your voting situation, American Tracy. And so I think it would be really fun and interesting to hear how you feel about the decision you made to vote for Joe Biden as opposed to Donald. Okay, as I've stated before, I am a Republican. Um, I came out as a Republican. I was born a Republican. Um, I have never voted Democratic, uh, Democrat before. Um, and I voted originally for Donald Trump. I, in the beginning, liked Donald Trump's policies. And I was an ardent um, hater of Hillary Clinton, who I believe has, is a, her and her husband are thieves. And that goes way back. Um, from when they began in, in politics, just personal feelings about them. However, I was offered Biden and I was offered Trump. And when I began to look, I still liked Trump's policies. My biggest issue was he was such a distasteful person. He really is, I don't know if you're allowed to say it, but I'm gonna say he really is an asswipe. He's really just horrid. And I looked at our standing in the world with Britain, with France, with Germany, and all I could see was we were losing allies around the world. And so I voted, broke ranks and voted for Biden. Um, those were my reasons. Now let's fast forward. I hate Biden. <laughs> I hate everything he's doing. I don't like him very much as a person. And he's been in politics too long. And I don't like any of his policies. And it's now between the pandemic and the things that Biden are doing, it's now hurting Americans greatly, mostly in our pocketbook. So will you, when the next election comes around, it looks almost certain that Trump's going to rerun. 
so I, will you change your vote? I mean, will it depend on who the Democratic candidate is? I think it will depend on who the Democratic candidate is. I don't particularly care for Kamala Harris. Don't think, I think she's a terrible VP. Uh, case in point, she did nothing, nothing worthwhile with the Haitian immigrants at the border. Um, it was just an enormous mess. Um, and she went down there and giggled, which is what she does. Um, I disagree with you, Tony. I don't think I don't think Trump will get the nomination. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Okay. I don't think he will. All right. I, mean, um, I, I know Biden's that. not going to run again. So if my choice is between Kamala Harris and whoever the um, GOP, the Republicans put forward, I probably on a policy will go back to being a Republican just because those are where my core core views are. I think Little Tone likes Kamala Harris, don't you, Little Tone? I like that she's a woman of colour <laughs> in, the, in the White House. <laughs> she has been kind of strange. She's been a strange disappointment, though, hasn't she? I mean, she's been yeah. I think AWOL. they've both been a strange... I think they've both been a strange disappointment. Yeah, well, Biden um, is just... I'm sorry, not strange, unexpected disappointment. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, Biden's just terrible. <laughs> and then, to, I, you know... Little Tone, you have to go with... Where are all the Sanders supporters? Because you were a, a Bernie Sanders supporter and they threw their weight behind uh, Biden. So I'm not even sure Biden is, is really holding the purse strings. I think that the, I think that the Bernie supporters have got the political muscle now. I think that the problem is, is that Bernie is still considered too progressive in his thinking and in his policies. And so I think that, that they are, the Bernie Sanders um, supporters are always going to be in the minority, in my opinion. It's a bit like over here with the Labour and Conservative. It's, you know, there isn't a third party that is progressive like Bernie Sanders. Right. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, and also you've probably... Um, seen that our Labour Party is really, really weak right now and they are not a suitable opposition for um, the Conservatives. So we have this really bad imbalance of power and no accountability uh, being held for, you know, for, for bad choices and rule breaking in the Conservative Party. So we're really in a bit of a state over here in the UK. Um, and uh, yeah, in, in America, I think that you, you should always make your decision based on who the head of the party is. And you, you, you can't say that you would vote for either party without knowing who's, who's at, the, at the front of it, what they're like as a person and what their policies are. So I think it's, it's, it's a sound thing to wait and see who that person is. Um, but I, am, I do think it's a shame that there isn't more support for Bernie because I do just think he's a wonderful guy. Uh, unfortunately, people like very ethical, kind, uh, progressive people are rarely at the forefront of politics. Joe Biden. I, think are... I was just going to say Joe Biden and, and and Donald Trump. You had a terrible choice. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but, but... Worse and worse. It was awful. It, it was, was awful. terrible. Yeah, just terrible. Was, anyway. We have pretty bad. We have a pretty bad choice between Boris and um, Kia. They're both crap as well. Yeah, but Boris is becoming particularly crap at the moment. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, he is. Boris is getting worse, and Keir was always crap. 
Well, Kier, I think, is improving slightly. I mean, I, I, you know, he's come out recently with a very sensible policy, and that is all pretty low. Well, he, he, that's true. He, has, he could only go one direction. Uh, but uh, he's, he's come out with a pro-business statement. You know, he's saying essentially a, a catchphrase like we all, we all do well when business does well. It's probably better than that, but that, I'm just... Duh. But, but, Boris is, but he's doing that because Boris is doing the opposite. Boris is taxing us into the ground and taking away all incentive to run a business. Um, and that is just... He's also taxing the, the, the poorest of us and he's more. And he's not uh, having a progressive tax uh, strategy at all. And he's all over the shop. Anyway, we've come to the end of our 30 minutes. I do just want to say that tomorrow is my favourite American holiday. Colonisation <laughs> day. Holiday <laughs> Thanksgiving. And so I want to wish um, American Tracy and her whole family... A very, very happy uh, Thanksgiving. We're, we, we're actually going to be having our own Thanksgiving um, dinner in our house, and we've, we've got uh, some friends coming around um, so that I can remember what it was like when I lived in Florida and having... Yeah, I used to love those those um, those holidays. They're just such a special time. I will uh, eat lots of turkey for all of my folks in Europe. Well, yeah, I won't be doing that because I'm a vegan, so we'll be having nut. <laughs> <laughs> And I will wish you both a happy family eating food day. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, thank you both very much. Uh, it's always a pleasure to uh, have you on. I hope you'll come again, Tracy, and uh, talk about something else. I know we had a little pre-show chat about uh, Megan and Harry, who you're not a terrific fan of. Um, oh. So uh, we could perhaps talk about that uh, when something yes. happens. Something's bound to happen soon. Yeah, I think. well, I think actually, more importantly, we should talk about gun crime in America. Well, there's that too. I mean, we didn't. That's a really interesting. Subject. We didn't get into that terribly, but it was very interesting when um, American Tracy piqued our interest, saying that she was in support of. Yeah. Of that, that, so that may end up in that may end up in fisticuffs, little okay. town. Well, hopefully not. Uh, hopefully <laughs> well, not no, I'm, uh, I'm, guns. I'm interested. <laughs> interested to hear your views as always. Okay. Good. Well, thank no you shot. both very much, and thank you to our listeners. I um, hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Um, I really, really um, enjoyed hearing both of your perspectives. Uh, so uh, do let us know, dear listeners, what you think. Uh, we, we always love to get your views. And until next time, it's goodbye from me here in Elmley Castle in the Cotswolds. Your and turn. goodbye from me in the chilly Hastings. <laughs> and finally. And goodbye from Tracy in Wickenburg, Arizona. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye.